listen, being better is hard. In fact, being better is a pain in the butt, but better is always worth it. Our friends at Zone Perfect make purposeful nutrition for people who are always looking for that next level up. Whether you're on keto, follow a low-carb lifestyle, or want to increase your protein, Zone Perfect has you covered with tasty bars and shakes. To get 30% off your Zone Perfect order, go to abbottstore.com and use code ZONEPERFECT30 today. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Hello, everybody. And welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And today we are kind of doing a part two because we got so many amazing responses from our podcast from last week where we talked about how uh, the secrets that that nutrition pros use to cut their calories in half while still feeling full. And we got a ton of responses and how you guys really loved that topic. So we thought let's do a part two and we're going to share some more secrets that fitness pros use, but this time for your workouts instead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about how to cut your workouts in half, but still get the amazing results that you desire. And I think that this is really like, it's kind of really fitting right now because as we all know, there's a lot going on in the world. We are all on self-quarantine or voluntary lockdown. And one of the biggest things that's suffering for a lot of people is their workouts because of course Mm -hmm. gyms are closed. Um, You're limited for space. You're limited for activities. You're limited for time um, because you have kids at home. You've got all this other stuff going on. So um, yeah, this is, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Definitely. And I mean, and this is honest stuff that really works. Like, and that's the cool thing is it's not just about like, we're not just trying to give you like those, you know how like sometimes you'll see those things that are like tips, like how to work out in your office and get your workout in. And so like, those are tips I find that like they probably work, but people don't usually use them. Right. These are things that you can actually use. Cause I've never personally went into an office space and seen someone do dips on their desk. Like I just, oh, never and it's like, it. remember when we, <laughs> when we used to do a lot of TV appearances and we'd always go on like the breakfast television shows and we'd be doing like how to use a chair for all these workouts. It's like no one ever actually uses the chair. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. I actually have done use it for balance, but but yeah. yeah. But before guys, before we dive into this too, just a quick reminder as well that today is March 31st. If you're listening to this later on, um, but just remember today is March 31st. It is the final hours to sign up for our April Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification Program. If you're listening to this after the date, make sure to book a call or email us. Enrollment's about to close and we can let you know when the next one will be open. Yeah. Um, so if you're ready to join, Fitchix Academy forward slash join, last chance to do it. So you want to make sure that you're making some moves today. <laughs> In addition to some the extra work. Yeah. Before the door is closed. Okay, so let's dive into this. So we're going to share with you guys our three main secrets that we as fitness professionals use to cut our workout times in half and still get absolutely amazing results. And the first one is something that Amanda and I have been talking about for 12 years, probably since we started before it became <laughs> super cool. And then now we've been talking about since, yeah, like we're like blue in the face from talking about it so much. <laughs> yeah. And now it's still one of the top 10, um, 
fitness trends every single year on the American Academy of Sports Medicine's list of the top 10 fitness trends. Um, and that is HIIT training. Yes. HIIT training. HIIT training is just high intensity interval training. And I know some of you might be listening and thinking, well, I can't do high intensity. High intensity doesn't mean high impact. So let me be super clear with that. So maybe you can't do high impact because you have an injury. Like I have a foot injury right now, so I can't do any kind of running impact or anything. Or maybe you live in an apartment and you're like, I don't want to be that noisy neighbor above everybody else banging on the floor. Right? (laughs) Like I totally get it. Jumping high, burpees. <laughs> exactly. High intensity interval training doesn't have to be high impact. High intensity interval just means that the intervals that you were doing when you were in work state, you were at the highest capacity you could possibly go. And then you have a rest period after or an active rest recovery. So Laura, break it down. <laughs> exactly. So high intensity interval training, it has been around for a really long time. Um, and, but over the last, like I said, we've been talking about it for 12 years. When we first started our Fit Chicks Bootcamp, that was actually the premise that we developed all of our workouts around because it's such a cool pattern of training where you get the most results in the shortest amount of time, because what's happening is you're pushing yourself into your anaerobic system. Um, and then of course, once you do that for a short period of time, and then you come back down during the lower intervals, what ends up happening is your body, even though you're working shorter, it takes your body longer to recover, which means more calorie burn afterwards. So to kind of simplify that, let's say you do like 10 minutes of intense work. What's going to happen is instead you're going to end up burning calories up to 36 hours afterwards. Whereas instead of doing 60 minutes at like the same steady state, which is usually low intensity, steady state, the same steady state, your body will burn calories during that actual workout of like the low intensity, steady state, but it will not burn extra afterwards. So it's almost like you're burning during your workout in low intensity and no bang for your buck after high intensity. You work extra hard for a short amount of time, but then your body has to recover, which requires more calorie burn after, which is called the afterburn. And that's why we love it because like we said, you can cut your workout time in half, but get better results and still have, yeah, like you can literally, you could literally do 20 minutes and then still have like an afterburn that increases longer than what you would have burned in like an hour of steady state or low intensity cardio or things like that. And what I really like about HIT though too, is the idea that like you can mix it up so easily. Like I, I get super bored doing the same thing over and over again. Repetition is super boring to me. And I find when I repeat things over and over again, I just, like if someone's like, do a minute of burpees and then do a minute of jumping jacks, then do a minute of burpees again. And stuff by the second round, like I'm really not into it. Like I'm super bored. So I like to switch things up constantly and having high intensity intervals, you can do like short, like if it's like 30 second intervals of burpees, it's more manageable and you can actually like push through the whole 30 seconds. Like you're pushing hard versus like, if you try to do two minutes of burpees, you can't. And then also I find you can use different exercises so you can hit different body parts and you can actually do a total body really quickly and efficiently. Well, and that's where, I mean, in our fitness and nutrition expert program too, we teach all different types of patterns that you can do in high intensity interval training. So the thing is high intensity interval training, it's kind of like, it's the big umbrella. And then there's all these really cool patterns that you can do that will fit under high intensity interval training. So you're never bored. So, you know, there's some that you could do, for example, like just a one to one interval. So that could mean like, or a one to two interval. So that could mean like you do 30 seconds of high intensity, like let's say jump squats, then you do a minute of walking in place or regular 
squats to recover. Then you go back to 30 seconds. Then you go back to a minute of recovery. Or you could do things like Tabatas, which is, you know, it's a, I, I still love Tabatas to this day. It's like the pattern <laughs> where you do, <laughs> I know it's a pattern where you do eight rounds. It's a total of four minutes. So you do 20 seconds of work followed by 10 seconds of recovery. And you repeat that eight times within four minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's another high intensity interval, or you could do AMRAPs or you could do, um, like there's just so many different types of things that you can do that it becomes really fun to create your patterns. But again, you're getting those really great results that cause you keep burning afterwards. Definitely. Now, as Amanda said though, this is something that's really important guys is that high intensity intervals does not mean high impact. And this is what we hear a lot from people who are like, I would love to do that, but you know, I cannot put those impact on my knees or on my hips or on my ankles. So this mm-hmm. is where if you do want to do high intensity intervals and right now this might not be the best time because you might not have the equipment, but things like the stationary bike are one of the best things for high intensity intervals because there's no impact on your joints and you can get your heart rate up really, really high because during the work part, you have to be burning. We call it your nine out of 10. You have to be breathing out of your mouth heavy. You cannot sustain it for a long period of time. It's not like you're like, Oh yeah, just doing this like little jumping jacks. Like here's my high intense interval. No, you are working during the work period. <laughs> you got like you the ugly recovering. face on, like you're like breathing out of your mouth and like sweating into your eyeballs and like, yeah, like, and you're red in the face. And like, if you try to have a conversation, it's like one word per breath kind of thing. That's where you yeah. want to be. That's how I think of it. At least that's, or at least that's where I end up and hit training all the way. This <laughs> is like sweaty eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. And we always talk about it in the way too of like the talk test. So if mm-hmm. you can talk during your high intensity interval, you're not going hard enough. Yeah. I used to do that in my class all the time. Like literally I'd go around and be like, how's it going, Laura? And if you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm like, no, you're not because you're not working hard enough. You need to move. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it's something that I love the talk test because it, you know, everyone's like, well, check your heart rate monitor and see if you are above like this much of your max heart rate or do this or do. And I'm like, no, like just see if you can say, if you can talk, because if you can talking requires oxygen, which means you're in your aerobic zone, your aerobic zone is where you would be for your recovery versus if you're in your high intensity interval, you're in your anaerobic zone, which means without oxygen, you need oxygen to talk. So it's kind of like your quick test. Exactly. That's a great way of testing it. So what ends up happening though, is you can do HIIT training anywhere from four minutes. So just like even one round of Tabatas up to a maximum of 20 minutes. Now you shouldn't be able to do HIIT training for more than 20 minutes consecutively. So for example, when we used to teach our boot camps, what we would do is we would actually break up HIIT training. So sections of HIIT training with strength training. So it wasn't like you were doing straight HIIT for an hour. It was like, it ended up being a combination of about 20 minutes of the workout was HIIT. And then we did recovery with strength training. So if you're going to do it at home, just think all you have to do is, you know, you can just pick like, just say two exercises, even right now, set your timer for, let's say four minutes, let's do a Tabata. And within your living room, you can do squat, uh, jump squats, you could do push-ups, you could do burpees, you could do jumping jacks, you could do fast feet in place, high knees, uh, mountain climbers, like whatever it is, lunges, jump lunges, things that don't require a lot of space, especially while we're on this quarantine. And even just do like, you could do one Tabata, you could do four rounds of Tabatas. Um, which again, they're super simple, but this way too, you're going to still really get that calorie burn and get the afterburn without having to spend a lot of time or go out to the gym or a lot of space. So that's still our favorite. Still his, Definitely. Favorite. 
Definitely number one. Well, I think, yeah, hits definitely my favorite. And then a close second is the third thing we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Well, second and third, they're kind of like, they're all kind of my faves. <laughs> so the second thing that you can do to cut your workouts in half and that fitness pros use and that we've used for many years is strength training. So mm-hmm. sorry, with strength training, sorry, my nose is itchy. Um, with, <laughs> with strength training, you know, I personally, I love strength. I know that that's like your jam, Laura. I know for me, I love strength training as well, but I really like mixing it up in between my HIIT training because I like that feeling of the cardiovascular. Like even though I know that strength training can become cardiovascular if you're lifting heavy enough and moving fast enough and things like that, I like mixing it between the two because I like that feeling of like jumping on the treadmill, jumping off and strength training. But either way, strength training is one of the most effective ways that you can transform your entire body and your entire physique. So if you're someone who is like, I want to get that lean muscle look or things like that, or I want to start burning fat, this is one of the most effective ways to actually do that. Well, and that's one one of the reasons too why strength training actually ends up cutting your time in half while still getting an amazing workout is kind of a compounded effect. So the more you strength train and the more muscle mass that you accumulate, the more you're going to burn during doing nothing. So the less time too, you have to actually spend exercising, if that makes sense. The other thing too, of course, is like Amanda said, if you're lifting heavy enough, what's going to happen is you're going to be working cardio as well. So you're doing two things at once. So it's almost like a form of HIIT training too. You're doing, you know, when you're lifting and you're going really hard, your heart rate's really high and then you have recovery. Then you go again for your second set of 10 reps or whatever it is. Um, So you are having that kind of interval pattern as well. But the other thing I really like about strength training too is a pattern we talk a lot about in our fitness and nutrition expert program called um, PHA training. So it's Mm -hmm. peripheral heart action training. And it's a pattern where what you do is you alternate between an upper body exercise and a lower body exercise. So you do three of each. So you go upper, lower, upper, lower, upper, lower, like a circuit no break in between. And then you rest after one circuit for a minute before you go again. And what ends up happening is because you're going from upper body to lower body and the blood is shuttling up and down, you can end up getting, uh, and your heart rate's going to be up because you have no breaks. Again, you're going to be burning more calories while you're strength training. And it's also a lot easier on people who end up, you know, if they feel dizzy or have blood pressure issues or um, can't do the impact of HIIT training, you're still getting that benefit at the same time. Definitely. I know we started doing um, PHA training. You introduced me to it. I don't know, maybe like a year and a half ago or so when we were talking about it and I was like, man, like this is my fave. So it's like, yes, I love the HIIT stuff, but like the PHA stuff is like when I'm in the gym. So I use HIIT training a lot of times when I'm at home, but when I'm in the gym, I use the PHA training hundred percent. Cause it's like, it's so effective and it makes you just like, it's like literally 30 minutes and you're done. If you do it right. Like I find, cause it's just like, get in, get your warm up done, get your workout in. And you just move so quickly. And it's almost like, I like to challenge myself almost like how fast can I actually like get through this? Well, do, still doing it effectively, obviously with proper form, but like, I like to just be like, okay, I'm only going to allow myself that one minute rest in between. And I'm only, I'm not going to give myself rest periods in between just so that I can like try to condense it, but also challenge my body and myself mentally. Well, and that's where too, it's like so many people think of strength training just as lifting weights, but it can become such a great calorie burn as well from a cardiovascular standpoint. um, If you are moving quickly, that's why we also, we talk a lot in our programs about supersets. You know, there's so many variations of supersets, which again is, you know, you can take, there's so many different versions of it, but 
the main way is you take two exercises and they could be, you know, for the same body part, they could be for different body parts. So let's say you were going to do a chest press and a push up which both work your chest. What you would do is do a set of chest press, a set of push-ups, no rest in between, and then you take a rest after each superset. So it's literally like you're hitting that muscle from two different places. Or you can do supersets that are kind of like PHA where you alternate body parts. You could do it with cardio and strength, whatever it is. But it's a way of strength training to look at it in kind of a new perspective, and that's how you can cut your time in half. Always think about getting the most calorie burn bang for your buck, during the times that you're working. And like, for me, that was such a mental shift. Cause I know when I first started lifting weights and going to the gym, I still had that mindset that I had to spend 60 minutes in the gym yeah. or 60 minutes in a workout class. And that's not the case. It's a, it's about the quality of your workout versus the amount of time you're there. And even now there's so many people who I still see who are just like literally sitting around on their phones. And I'm like, wouldn't you rather be somewhere else? Like I look like, I look like a swamp monster at the gym. Like I'm in, I'm sweaty. I'm like, and I'm out. Yeah, I know me too. I'm like a disaster, but that's cool. You know, one of the things I just want to mention too, just about the PHA training that I personally really love and that someone, someone who might be considering adding it would really maybe understand a little bit more or love to um, understand is that the cool thing about PHA as well is that not only is it like challenging your body and chilling your blood, but it's also giving you that rest period. So, you know, a lot of times when you were just saying like a lot of people are just sitting around on their phones waiting, a lot of times when you think of strength training, you're thinking of it as like, okay, well, I got to do three sets of bicep curls. Let's just use that as my example. Three sets of bicep curls. So I got to do bicep curls. I got to wait a minute and then I got to do another set and I got to wait a minute and I got to do another set because my muscles don't have time. They're fatigued and they need rest time in between traditional style of lifting. Yes. If you do PHJ training and you do bicep curls and then you go in and you do squats or deadlifts during that deadlift period, your biceps are essentially getting a bit of a rest. So then you can go back and still perform at a high level. So it gives you the opportunity of giving you that rest and recovery while you're working a different muscle group and focusing on a different muscle group so that you can then go back and still perform cutting that workout time in half. Exactly. And you're not I, sitting. <laughs> and I mean, of course, there's so many different ways of doing things depending on what your goals are, right? Like if you're somebody who's looking to put on a lot of muscle mass, then of course you're going to be lifting heavier and maybe PHA training is not going to be the thing for you because you really need that recovery to be able to lift that 300 pound deadlift or whatever it is. Of course. Power yeah. lifter, right. But we're talking about like in general, the majority of people who want to, you know, build some muscle, lose some weight, get their heart, like work their cardio. Have some lean muscle mass. Have yeah. some lean muscle mass. Like, and, you know, set themselves up for long-term, like, long-term health, both from, you know, again, the cardio and muscle mass is so important for, especially for women and especially as we age, um, to be able to keep our metabolism high, to be able to prevent osteoporosis, all this stuff, right? Strength training is so, so, so important as well. But it's just... So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, but I'm a power lifter, this is not necessarily the method for you. You're going to already be burning a ton of calories because essentially you're high intensity interval training while you lift. Yeah. Uh, but PHA training and supersets and all this stuff is so great just for like, you know, the everyday worker outer. <laughs> and um, adding variety to strength training. Adding variety to too. Add yeah, because the reality is, is like you want to challenge your body in different ways, but you don't want to be bored. And this is one of the biggest things I see with our students and our clients. It's like that, and our students that they have issues with their clients is that so many people 
they don't like exercise because they don't know how to make it fun. And that's why we teach our students how to create workouts that are super fun because it has to have variety for you to really like doing it and also to keep challenging you. And so, to stay engaged in it. Yeah. And to stay engaged. So like even for me, like I go on different kind of, you know, different like little tangents with my workouts. Sometimes I'm totally <laughs> into PHA training. Sometimes I'm just strictly weight training. Sometimes I'm really into just hit cardio. Like it depends on what my goals are during that time. But in general, these are the things that are going to really cut down your time and still get you the results. Mm -hmm. So for right now, just to give you guys a quick idea, and we'll, we've been posting a lot of workouts, guys. So make sure that you're on our Facebook page as well. Uh, we've been posting a ton of workouts, free workouts um, during this time for you guys to be able to do at home. So they're all developed for you to do at home, and they're all variations of what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. um, so just even right now, if you're at your house and you're like, well, how can I do PHA training at home? Just pick three upper body, um, body weight exercises and three lower body. So mm -hmm. you could do, for example, let's say you do push-ups, then you do squats. Then you do dips, so you could do them off a chair, even though we told you about a chair earlier, or a stair, so tricep dips. And then you're gonna do um, alternating lunges. And then the last one you're going to do is you're going to do overhead press or you're going to do bicep curls, even just utilizing whatever you have that's weighted if you don't have weights in your house. And then you're going to do, um, what's another lower body one? Glute bridges. So those are things that don't require any weights. And right there, you've just done a PHA strength training using body weight. And you can do that at home. Exactly. Okay, number three, Miss Amanda. Now, the third thing, and we were just talking offline about this, and I was saying how I was going to post something the other day about how I just utilized this the other day, which is called NEAT. NEAT is super neat because NEAT is essentially non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So, uh, thermogenesis. So, it's essentially the activity that you are doing that is not exercise related. So, it's like you do your workout. A lot of times what people get into is this mindset of like, I did my workout for the day. I'm done my movement for the day. And then they want to reach their goals and they might reach their goals. But when you start adding neat into your every day, so non-exercise related movements, that is what helps propel your goals that much faster. That's what helps you actually keep your body sort of moving forward towards your goals. I find a little bit quicker. And that could be things like I was going to post the other day because I cleaned my whole house and I was like sweating. I had the eyeball sweat again and I was like so hot and like, I sweat through my clothes and I was like, man, like I'm sweating more than I do when I work out because I spent two and a half hours cleaning my house. And I was like, dang, I probably burned a ton of calories because this is movement above my workout. So I still did my workout that morning, but then I did this on top of it. And now all of a sudden, it's like the stuff that you don't think about that it becomes movement. So it could be going for walks, it could be going for bike rides. I know in this state right now, sometimes we can't, like some people are in quarantine, so they can't. It could be literally just like cleaning your house. It could be doing, um, you know, playing with your kids. I play tag with my daughter in the basement all the time, you know, and that kind of stuff, it counts guys. And that's my point is that sometimes we don't count it. We think, or we don't realize that these things count and they do count and they add on. So if you start trying to add more of neat movements into every single day, you will see that you'll start actually reaching goals that much faster. Well, and also maintaining. So they've done mm -hmm. studies of people who have been able to keep off weight loss for long, 
long periods of time. And it's not because necessarily they have, you know, stuck to the same routine their whole lives. It's because they've adapted new habits. And one of them is just moving more on a day-to-day basis. So I know that like for so long, we've seen these different, you know, posts and, People on TV were like, park your car further away from the grocery store, take the stairs, <laughs> but it matters. And if you can start to get into your mindset that you're someone who just does that, like mm-hmm. that you're like, you know what, whenever I can take the stairs, I just take the stairs. Or if I can walk to get a coffee versus driving there, I'm going to walk. Like those little things, they all add up. Because when it comes to weight loss and health, it's not, this was a big aha moment for me, I think, when I kind of realized this earlier on in my journey was like, there's no 24 hour clock where suddenly whatever you do in those 24 hours matter. And if you don't do in those 24 hours, it messes up your next day and your next day. Like if you eat something in those 24, if you overeat in 24 hours, you know what? You've got another, let's say even in a week, you've got another six days to balance that out. So let's say you don't exercise one day. Well, you know what? You've got another six days to get your workouts in. But also all of these little movements start to add up. Mm-hmm. And they did a study where they followed, um, and I can't remember the exact number of calories, but I know the number of pounds, but they followed someone for a year who had, who sat down at work versus having a standing desk. And the calorie burn was equivalent to five pounds in a year difference. And just from standing, just from standing and Not even moving <laughs> and, and they broke it down as well. And I can't remember, I think it was like 60, that would be the same as 60, 30 minute runs. Just from being someone who stands more, moves more, people who fidget end up burning more calories. So all those little things that you can start to add in, Mm -hmm. every time that you're thinking, I don't want to clean my house, think of it as like, I'm going to burn some extra calories, especially right now. I totally think that. I put my sports bra on when I clean my house, always, (laughs) because I think of it as like almost like a bonus workout. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> no, but it's all, it's all the little things. So even right now, if you're stuck at home, like take this time, you know, clean your house, clean out your cupboards, get your stuff together for spring cleaning to give to goodwill, like get your, you know, do some stuff with your kids, like play twister or whatever, like some more active things, but mm-hmm. all those things matter. They yeah. really matter. Have especially, yeah, have a dance, especially if you're trying to reach a weight loss goal or maintaining your weight, that's where the difference is between the people who the five pounds creep up every year and the people Mm -hmm. who can maintain it. Definitely. And some of the, just like a couple of things that I do on a regular basis, I'm going to like share my nerdiness right now. This is actually things that I for real do not like the workout in my office because I don't do that. Um, But the things that I actually do that is neat that um, on a regular basis. So when I'm cooking, always when I'm waiting, you know, like when you're standing around the kitchen and you're waiting for something to cook or like you're stirring your like pasta or whatever it is that you're doing. And oftentimes you'll just start snacking because you're like waiting for your food and you're hungry and this, that I actually do squats in my kitchen. I do 50 squats while I'm like, I do, I do it all the time. I'm such a nerd. Maddie always usually comes and joins me too, my daughter. And so we do squats in my kitchen. The other thing that I do is every single day we go as long as obviously the weather dependent, but we go for a walk as a family after dinner always. And well, even if it's not super far, it's still movement. Cause I also want her to have fresh air and get outside too. But it's like, it's an important sort of bonding moment that we have as a family. Now we're doing more bike rides, but we're still going outside and getting fresh air and movement. And then the last thing that I always do, and this one's like probably the most embarrassing slash nerdiest is, um, 
I leave stuff purposefully. So like if I have like things that like laundry, I have to bring up from the basement or something like that. I'll only bring half of it and bring it upstairs. Then I go back down and get the rest and then I bring it back up. So it forces me to go twice so that I actually have to take my stairs two more times. And I'm like, sometimes I don't want to do it, but I just do it because it's like a mindful thing that I make. I'm it's like an awareness thing that I have around just adding a bit more movement into my day, especially right now because we're spending a lot of times just sitting around. Well, and that's one thing that we talk, I mean, a lot about in both of our Fitness Academy programs is just the idea of shifting your mindset into, because some people, they have a really hard time seeing themselves as active people, right? Yeah. Especially when you're you, like, I never grew up sport yet or athletic. I never saw myself as like a fit person, you know, until, and even now it's funny. I still sometimes struggle with that identity, but it's the whole thing of like, you have to start to shift the way that you see your habits and the things that you do every day. So for example, for me, I'm not someone who will take the car if I can walk to get a coffee. So if mm-hmm. it takes me 10 minutes to walk there and back, I'd rather walk to Starbucks and back than I would take the car. Right. Yeah. So like even those little things where you can just start to shift your habits, where your daily thing would be like, Oh, I'm going to run to the store, you know, or pick up like run to the store to get milk um, on my way home from work instead, go home, park the car and walk to get it, or just make a habit. Be the person who parks the far away in the, in the parking lot, take the stairs yeah. when you can, you know, I'm kind of weird cause I live in a building too. And I'm, I don't like being in closed spaces with other people, especially not right now. <laughs> so for <laughs> me, I've always taken the stairs. I always take the escape route, Mm-hmm. but just like little things where you just become more of a movement based person and start to mm-hmm. identify with that. Be like, I'm someone who moves more. And that yeah. could just mean like the small things, like Amanda said, going to get the laundry and taking two trips, just be conscious of how much you're moving every day and just try to do more moving. Mm-hmm. Just small things. They add up. And they that of course too, will cut your workout time in half because you're going to balance out the rest of your week. So you don't have to worry about working as working out as often or as hard. Exactly. Okay, guys. So those are our three tips, um, our three secrets. So of course, number one is hit training. Number two is strength training, especially with a focus on doing things like supersets or PHA training, um, keeping that heart rate up. And then lastly is neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis, where that is all the movement that you do outside of your workouts. Yes. So hopefully you guys found this helpful. And again, we're, we got to jump off because we've got some students to take care of because our fitness and nutrition expert certification program is starting April 1st. This is the very last chance to join. So go to Fitchix Academy forward slash join to see how you can jump in on this with us and learn more about all this amazing fun stuff. Okay guys. We'll see you there. Have Have an amazing day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.